Urban Notes Podcast, where real people tell real stories through urban lifestyles and cultures. Welcome to On The Block with Rasta, with your host, Rasta Round, with a special guest, no other than Dr. Andrew Corey Green from Harrow Live Link All Together. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause for Mr. Andrew Corey Green. How you doing, Mr. Green? I'm doing well, man. Peace. I'm in my eye. Black power. Um, resurrection. Shout out to you um, for starting this podcast. And I'm looking forward to to share with your audience um, and, and to kick it with you. Most definitely, definitely. So before we get this conversation started, we got a few things we got to, you know, let the audience know about you, right? So... I want to know what's your name, where you're from, you know, what's the correct gender pronouns, and how you practice healing. Yep, yep, yep. My name is Corey Green. Um, I am from, you know, I'm from the cosmos, from the universe, but my family origins um, start in Africa, and we have a lot of history in Mississippi. The Delta, Mississippi, to Jackson, Mississippi. And then our family running from the war, running from um, white supremacist, African colonization and enslavement, particularly in the context of the United States of America. Um, and in Mississippi, we started running up north. We started running to Chicago. We started running to New York. We started running to North Carolina. And some of us are in Virginia. Um, and I practice healing by remembering my family, remembering the war and how my family had to fight the war, had to flee from the war. Um, and that's a that's a deep process of studying um, the world, studying myself, um, being honest with myself um, and figuring out how to be honest with myself so that I can... Um, make the right moves in my own personal re- revolution, my own personal transformation, um, that's going to help me and my family fight the war. Um, so healing is a spiritual, political, relational, um, um, energy, you know, and there's so many different ways to express healing and express that energy when it comes to fighting the war and loving your family. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely, that's that's most definitely when you're fighting a war, when it's fighting white supremacy, you need all the energies from the ancestors, past, present, and future, just to you know keep yourself alive in this fight. Most definitely. So, um, yeah, Doctor Greenzone, you know, we we talk about inheritance ignorance a lot, right? We hear inheritance trauma and oppression. Mm-hmm. So, from your from your perspective of fields of area of fields, um. What is healing from inheritance ignorance really means to you? Do you want to give some some framing to ignorance? It means as in like, not really saying ignorance, but more so saying the trauma that we got from it, the the lessons that we haven't learned from it, the ignorance of like, mm-hmm. we're not engaged in certain things that we're supposed to engage with. Like we're, we're quick to That's knock true. something off. So what what are some things what what do you learn from when you just hearing that word what what comes to your mind? Well, I think we all are in using that kind of that understanding. We all are in, and when I say all, I mean not just black people. I mean 
all of humanity really the last right. last 500 to to 5000 years you know we all have experienced a missed trauma that has reshaped society you know we often talk about patriarchy and and sexism but you know in a real african sense you know to be african is to be in a culture that's you know matrilineum that like the, the lineage and the wisdom come from our mothers our grandma our ma and when we came in contact with colonialism and white settler um imperialism they really shifted how the society in the world relates and it became a white dominant patriarchal society and that has made us dumb in so many ways right that has made us dumb in how we build institutions, how we build culture, how we build love, how we build community. And then when you think about me, you think about Holla, you think about my block, you think about my family, um, we internalize the war in so many ways through historical trauma, um, through the institutions, the structural violence, the intersectional structural violence of institutions that have been in our communities for generations. And then we internalize that in our personal relationships with each other, with our families, with our loved ones. And then, you know, we internalize it in ourselves. We have we, we internalize hopelessness. Being black is not beautiful. Um, our families don't come from. And this is the trauma of the socialization of the war, the lies of the war, the social conditions of the war um, that over the last 500 years to 5000 years, you know, for those of us who are born into this war, if you don't got an understanding of your family, of your history, of the story of the war, you might think this is your regular way of how to love. Right. You, right. you might think you might think that um, when people get shot on your block, when people are robbing and selling drugs in your neighborhood, when you're seeing people from your neighborhood feed the prison system, you might think that's regular, that that you are criminal, that people in your neighborhood, that your family are, are criminals, are drug addicts. Um, right. Like, you know, if you was born in the last, you know, 500 to 5,000 years, you might think black women are not God. You might mm -hmm. think black women didn't develop and build civilization um, with the support of the African family and then shared it to the world. You might actually think that the Greeks are the first thinkers, that Plato and Aristotle were the people that gave us our first thought. You know, you might believe that Christianity and Islam and other and Judaism, that those religions are the oldest spiritual books. You might not know that 3,000 to 5,000 to 10,000 years before any of those religions were around, African people had books, um, have texts about spirituality that those books come from. Right. So there's so much ignorance from the trauma of the war that we could just, you know, we can stop 4,000 years ago and talk about that period. We could talk about the last 10 years and talk about that right. period. But the the, the, the bigger story of the ignorance is that it's related to historical trauma. Right. That there's no, that there's no, that there's no class or course that could remove the historical ignorance that we got a journey um, in our own family struggles um, 
and build up our critical consciousness as family members, as organizers, um, so that we are collectively over time um, through experiences, through organizing, through love, um, remembering who we were and who the world was, but also where we want to go and how we move out of the ignorance of trauma and particularly historical trauma and particularly um, a trauma being socialized in a white supremacist patriarchal society that disrespects African matriarchy. Mm. Mm. Well said. Most definitely, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of time we, we, a lot of us don't even know that we have traumas or we have ignorance that's passed down to us, you know? And when we look back and like you said, I remember in the documentary you said, it's like a Velcro, you know, it maps on on you. And without even knowing that it's, it's like another part of layers, a part of you that you just connected to. And that, that is something that is deep, right? So like from what you just said, when you talk about ignorance, you're talking about us as black African people, right? How do we engage in healing as black men and black women? Well, I think, you know, everybody got their own journey and own process of healing. Right. I, some general things is that we all got different levels of consciousness and understanding, but education and consciousness is an is a infinite process. So regardless of where we at, one of the main things in healing is decolon decolonization, which is an educational process, a restudying the process, a studying particularly of grassroots, indigenous, and African-centered worldviews um, so that you could re-see the world that we live in. Right. And the world we've been living because, like I said, there's been a lot of work in universities and um, across the country, even archaeological work, you know, they made they made fake they made fake um, skeletons to try to say white people were here first. So there's a right. lot of there's a lot of work to 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 erase, you know, who you are and who you are is culture, is is morals, is values. So if you acting like a white man, if you don't understand your own Belizean ancestral culture, your own Mississippian ancestral culture, your own Honduras ancestral culture, your own Haiti ancestral culture, um, and you're practicing a culture that's very new to you, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's one way that you could be a perpetuate and harming yourself, not even knowing it. Secondly, right. I think healing is um, emotional and spiritual process. Right. And spiritual in the sense that um, it requires your ancestors. It requires that you um, engage with, you know, energies that's invisible and, and, and invisible. Mm -hmm. So we talk about the wisdom that comes from your, you know, water. We talk about the wisdom and the teachings that come from minerals or stones. Mm -hmm. We talk about the, the wisdom that comes from fire and wind and air and these are descriptions that come from our ancestors to really tell us and give us guidance not only on how to heal but how to be in the healing lifestyle how to build community how to build temples how to build society that's centering thinking about every ounce of the cosmos mm, so talk about it part of healing is really thinking about how do you relate to other spirits in the cosmos and what's your What's your 
understanding of your relationship to each and every energy in a cosmos. And that could be water, that could be a statue, that could be another friend, another family. And then um, figuring out, are you in balance with that? Are you in harmony with that? And if not, because there's so many relationships that we are negotiating, not only within ourselves, but also within our homes, but also within the world, but also within the worlds. So, yeah, man. So healing is really knowing you. That's why that education and decolonizing process is important because sometimes we don't think about our relationship to other spirits. Right. Our relationship to the cosmos, our relationship to the other animals. Right? Right. And when we understand our relationship to these other spirits, these other um, interconnected energies of the of the universe, and we be authentic with them, we honor them, we be authentic with them, we get gifts. Right. And when we get gifts, those gifts are healings. That sometimes you might be kicking it with a, a brother or a sister or a mother, and you having a deep, vulnerable story, and they listening. And through that exchange of you being an authentic spirit and that other spirit being authentic, receiving that, building it with you. Sometimes people are like, yo, that's the first time I said it. You hear people say, this is the first time I ever got this out. You hear people say, like, yo, I'm glad you really listened to me. You hear people say, like, yo, we've been friends ever since that night we talked on that couch. And you remember we shared that moment? Many times people say these kind of statements is because of what I just said, that two spirits were authentic with each other. And through that process, gifts come out that are invisible, that is part of the healing process, always part of the healing process. Definitely. And I, I like the way, because, you, you know, you were talking about Cosmo, right? And I let you, and the way you broke it down was so um, phenomenal. It was good the way you broke it down. But, like, for some people who do not know what Cosmo is, right, and how they get connected to Cosmo, what are some tools or, or advice would you give them? Well, the Cosmos means the stars, you know, the galaxies, the, the, the sun, the moon, you know, most of us in society, we, you know, we focused on the material stuff, the stuff that's in our face, our clothes, you know, the train station. Um, but in African matriarchal society, you know, three million years ago when African people were building the world, part of how they built the world was by studying the heavens, studying the stars, studying the cosmos. That's how we able to know how there's four seasons in a year. Right. The reason we know there's spring, summer, fall, um, and spring, summer, fall, spring, winter, summer, and winter, autumn. The reason why we know it's spring, summer, fall, and winter is because people long ago, particularly African people, were studying the stars, and they right. were studying how the how the sun and the stars were moving. And, and they learned that at certain times of the year, we got more light, we got more darkness. The ocean floods. And they started naming these different times that they were seeing the sun and the moon move to different things to help them understand when they could plant, when they could live, when they can't plant, when they need to get away from the, the Nile River because they might overflood them. And right. alligators and everything might be on the land and that might be dangerous. So by studying... You know, when we, the first people three million years ago, we learned how to build fire, learn how to journey, learn how to travel. That process was a, a study of cosmology and a study of ecology, their nature, mm. so, so that they could be able to make civilization. 
So once again, when we think about African spirituality or, or, or the origins of human development, it's really centered to understand that African people study cosmology and ecology. That's how we got pyramids. That's right. how we got fire. That's how we got medicine and all of the things that come from the temple walls of Egypt or what you know, we call Kemet. Um, but Kemet in Egypt is our... Um, it's new wisdom in ancient Africa because Kemet is about like 6,000 years old and ancient Africa is 3 million years old. So by the time we get to Kemet and we writing on walls and we doing the, um, the meta nature or the high, the high, the hieroglyphs, um, we already expressing our understanding of the cosmology and the ecology. And that's how we built the pyramids. That's how we had one of the best civilizations that they said in, in, in human history that's recorded. Um, but that, right. but that comes from a long practice. You know, the same reason why we know our horoscopes. Yo, I'm a Taurus. I'm a, you know, Taurus means this. That's a science study of different um, cholesterol energies in the galaxies. And when you study mm -hmm. those cholesterol energies, so that's a deep, complex study of math. That's right. a deep, complex study of astro astronomy, astrology. Um, psychology, ecology, and intersectionally, and even more, putting those things together to learn how to live and how to take care of yourself, but also how to treat the water with respect. You don't want to disrespect the now, because the now right. is, is going to bring you a lot of food, even though it overflows at times. You don't want to disrespect the the, um, the crocodiles and the alligators that come up out the now when they flow. So how do you be in harmony with, with ecology um, and and cosmology, and that comes from studying both of them together as a full as a full understanding of um, divinity. When I say divinity, meaning that the first people on the world were you know African people, and that divine energy of listening to the cosmo and the ecology, the surroundings. That's really how we got to the story that we have today. Mm. Wow, that is that is some powerful stuff right there, man. Um, and you know, because when I look at it, um, for me when I look at it, I just like it's just uh, like a breath, like a breath of fresh air for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still trying to get in tune with my cosmology too. You know what I'm saying? Still trying to get an understanding with the stars, getting affiliated with the water, still trying to get familiar with the land. So definitely, that's a that's like give me a great like appreciation even more for how in tune you got to be to love earth you know in a deeper way than traditional people don't tradition because i feel like what i learned like, most of us are so like removed from ancestral teaching and practices that we're whenever we get in contact to it we thought that is not us but in reality that is this is a version of us that we shed trying to achieve a dream that is not even real you know what I'm saying? And so with that being said, I want to ask you a question, though, Corey. So how do we promote healing to our kids then? If, with, with you knowing all about the cosmology and you know about the water, the land, and all that, how do we bring those teachings and learnings and practices to our kids? Yeah, I think a lot of ways. I think programs like HALA, uh, which is uh, a grassroots organization serving young people, um, mainly in New York City, even though, even though we're a national and international organization, 
our focus is on New York City and particularly um, in the seven neighborhoods in New York City that feeds over 75% of New York State prison system. Right. So I think programs like HALA and other programs from, uh, of the like um, are building educational communities um, and organizing communities to, 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 to engage our young people. So I think getting young people in programs that are thinking about decolonizing, thinking about grassroots organizing, thinking about black power, thinking about black love is super important. I think right. our family members, you know, at home, cause some of us live with our aunts, some live with our moms and fathers, some live with our grandmoms. So whoever's the guardian or guardians, the community of elders around the young people, it's important to talk to them about African history. It's important for them to do their own study and their own decolonization so that they don't just um, pass on generational slavery to our children. Right. Because some of our parents, you know, the way they teach, like go to school, um, get a job, be Christian, be Islam, none of those come with a deep African analysis and critique. And right. if you just tell our family members to do these things in a racist, colonial, white America um, that also has a lot of internal violence because we internalize white America. So yeah, other right. black people, other black girls, other queer people are internalizing the war like you. So it, 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 it for one, um, you know, it doesn't help our young people be able to face the reality of, of fighting the war or 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 blocking the war, you know, for any for any lack of a word, better words. And we got a hill, you know, we are losing the war. The war, we've right. been losing the war the last couple of years, so we need to build up our warriors, our warrior spirits. Um, we need to build, and part of that warrior spirit is that deep love for blackness, that deep love for culture, that deep love of the, 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 the story of human history and what's missing from human history, as Dr. John Henry Clark always said, it's African history, mm. the pages of African history, the three million years, um, the, the the ways that African people were the first people on Americas and Brazil and in California, how the first people in Africa was the first people in in Europe, in Germany, in India, in China. So when you are thinking of yourself as a slave, as somebody who feeds the prison industrial complex, even if you don't know about slavery, even if you're just born now, you might just see all of us getting locked up on the street and you look up in the prison system and you see that it's almost 2 million people there and most of them are black and brown. You might think like, damn, we didn't, we wasn't the first people here. We were slaves. We didn't build pyramids. We wasn't the first people in Spain to build, I mean, in, in Europe to build all of the universities in Europe. We wasn't the first people in, 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 in um, Chapas, Mexico, in Chapas, Mexico and, and Guatemala um, before the Mayans building temples and stuff. We might just think we are thugs we are jump offs. We are deadbeat dads. We are people impacted by crack. Um, and that's what you see in the seven neighborhoods. That's right. what the TV is telling us. Talk so about it. It's important for our family members at home and organizations outside the home, like Hala, um, to develop alternative um, practices and worldviews to give to black, brown, and indigenous babies. Um, and I think um, there's never enough of aunties, family members, programs like HALA, because um, there's never enough, because they're always giving you Harvard. They're always giving you the Army. They're always giving you some sitcom, some reality TV show on TV that's 
that's giving you a psychology of who you are in a, a movie. The shows are moving you, even from Walt Disney to to um, Disneyland to um, to um, Real Wives of Hip Hop. We right. move in schools and our families on our blocks and by media. So the fight for decolonization of how this socialization is moving our young people, moving our family, and has been moving us for years and for years is critical. When the Haiti Revolution took off and they won the independence. Even with winning the independence, these crackers, these colonials, um, the um, the the Europeans said that you can't have your drums. You mm. can't have your drums. So when we talk about education, you got to ask, like, why do all these colonists, when they snatch us from Africa, whether we're going to, to, to Barbados, St. Thomas, whether we're going to Guyana, whether we're in Cuba, whether we're in... Um, Venezuela, whether we in Honduras, they taking our drums. Right. So why are they taking our drums? How do all of those drums from those different cultures relate to each other? How do they relate back to Africa? We just need to teach that alone. Why do, Why we don't got our drums? And why when we get our drums back, you know, we got to fight to get our drums back. And we did that through hip hop, but then they stole hip hop again. Mm. So, so I think, I think, there's a lot of things to teach our family about healing, about decolonization, but I think, you know, just talking about, you know, fighting and what fight we in in the war is one of the major things because it's going to teach you how to love. It's going to teach you what, 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 what to protect yourself. It's going to teach you how to teach other people, how to heal with other people who come from your nation, who come from your block, who come from your bloodline, who are also in the war, but who may not be aware to the awareness that you are at. Right. Uh, so, it, it, you know, we need to teach our, our, our children that you are your ancestors, that you are your block, that you are the other black people um, in Minnesota um, and, and, and California and, and, and Brazil. You are Trayvon. You are, um, you know, Sandra Bland, that you are those people and that um, you got to understand all of you mm-hmm. and that you're not just your white picket fence and your house or your apartment, or it's not just about you and your family. It's not just about saving you and your daughter and your stuff, you know, because that's not what being um, the first people of the world is about. Mm. You know, it's about yep. taking responsibility back of, of protecting the world, protecting the cosmo, protecting the water, protecting the other animals, but most importantly, protecting the sacredness of being chosen to help develop this, this 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 part of the world, right, right, definitely, definitely, because you know we are we are the true you know the true true patriots and ally to this to this world. You know what I mean? Like even in the study shows that you know they found the DNA that the black woman hold the all the truth to all to all generations. You know what I'm all generations. And learning that these things are evidently true, and to see how. You know they are trying to demas to emasculate and demasculate the man, you know the black man image. Like you know from really using the Bill Cosby situation to using these different pillars of like of figures that we look up to in our black community as as a token as we thought as their gods to us, right? And when you see that how they just rip them into pieces, and this is what our generation looks like today, where there's not enough. You know, like I always said, there's not enough. There's not enough scholars, but more ballers. 
right? Mm-hmm. And once we get more educated people like like Corey, we get more educated people like Arox and and Alex and Mashley and Shaq and Phil and myself and everybody all in these different areas. When we get those young people in those communities to really make standing a change, the chance to make the voice to be heard, right? And that's something that Hala has really you know, brought to my attention when I was in Hala. So a lot of people don't know I was part of, you know, part of Hala at one point in my life too. Hala, Hala is and always will be home to me. And to learn the, what Corey is talking about, that Cosmo, like to learn from where he was at to where he at now, that tradition still continues. That 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 token of that love still continues. That token of that blackness still continues. Mm-hmm. The token of appreciation still continues. So when we talk about generationally loving our generation of kids and give them the teaching that is passed down, not the one that is filtered with um sugar and gluten and and treaties with um hate and fear and rejection and stigma and all these no the ones that actually give you the love the one that actually give you the validation the one that actually see you the ones that actually loved you that's when it cares about you. those are the teaching that we gotta teach our kids those are the things that we gotta understand that trauma plays a big part in our black community that really downgrade the black community that where emasculate the man emasculate the woman emasculate the children and when you start peeling back the layers and you start understanding that these traumas are just traumas that they are put on us not because they put on us but also the ones that we put on ourselves too and when we remove those toxins and when we remove those those traumas and when we remove those things then we can see that black community has a lot more to offer than what we think we have because of the mid image of what Corey said the tvs the radios the music and even the shows that we watch so definitely Corey, i really appreciate you for that conversation because yo you inshallah so much that you know there's a lot you said that I, I wanted to say, but you said it perfectly, right? And I also want to ask you one, one last thing before I, before we head out to the next few questions I got left for you. Um, what, is one, what is one specific advice you want to give the young generation? I'm talking the ones between 23 and 30 year old. What you want to tell them right now? That, um, yeah, it's kind of cliche, but I'm going past the cliche part. So the, the, the cliche part is kind of like um, anything you want to be, you could be. But going past it is like you got to figure out your resurrection, your transformation to practice that a lot. Right. So if you want to be a basketball player, you got to practice. You got to study. If you want to be a football player, you got to study. If you want to, and you know, as African people, part of your moral and spiritual thing, like anything that you do, you got to do with your heart, with all your heart. Even if you're going to be a waiter or you're going to be a cooker, you got to like, yo, I'm going to be the best cooker. I'm going to put right. my ancestors, I'm going to go learn what my, what my grandma did, what my mom's did, what her grandma's did, what, right. what, what black people grandma's did in Honduras, how they cook. How, like you want to like, you don't, you want to go to, saying everything is about you and the cosmos and all the deep ways, whatever you decide you do, you could do it, but you can't do it by just dreaming in like this white supremacist dream. Like I go to sleep and I think about it. Right. You got to do that. You got to give it to your friends, your mom, like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. But then you got to put that work in. You got to go to the basketball court and run those sprints. You got to shoot yep. those 500 jumpers. You got to mm-hmm. do layups with your right hand and your left hand. You know, you got if you're singing, you got to practice your bars. 
You gotta make it, you gotta complicate your bars. You gotta, you gotta like talk about other stories. You gotta study. So whatever you do, you gotta put that passion and that spirit in it that that is you, but is you in a long way. Mm. And 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 you gotta put your heart to it. You gotta put your heart to it. And whenever any black person, any indigenous person be honest and be authentic and give themselves to something, you get gifts in return. Shout out to Baba um, Enfudishi, because Baba mm. Enfudishi always talk about how when different energies and cosmos um, be authentic with each other, that you get gifts from the cosmos. And mm. some of those gifts be teachings. Like me, I got a PhD. I was able, I had a fortune enough to meet you and so many other people. But because right. I was able to be in a process that allowed me to um, to meet other cosmos to to be authentic with other cosmos that um, I was able to get some gifts out of it, that we was able to get some gifts out of it. And, right. and you also learn because you learn sometimes, you know, your authentic self um, is not in balance with somebody else's authentic self. So it's not just about being truthful and being authentic because authentic is, is, is just saying, speaking truth to whatever. But sometimes, your truth got to come with wisdom in it. Right. You got to be authentic, you know, but that might mean if you being authentic without wisdom, without, 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 without decolonization in it, you might create more harm to your cosmology, right. to the plant. So it's not right. just about being authentic. It's about knowing your relationship to the thing you being authentic to so that you could do that in a good way. And that's why right. it takes study. It ain't just about playing basketball. It's about, it ain't just about dribbling. It ain't just about writing raps. It ain't just about being a parent. It's about being a parent and learning from your mistakes. Learning right. from how you've been authentic and how that authenticness with the thing you was trying to be authentic with didn't give you the best balance. So you can't be mad at yourself from being authentic, but you can say maybe the wisdom that I brought to that authenticness or who I was with that authenticness or how I said my authenticness or, or what I didn't say in my authenticness is probably why that 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 chemistry didn't work. And then the last thing I say is that um, we as black people live in a lot of hopelessness. We live in a lot of struggle. We're doing a lot. We internalizing a lot of emotions. So it's it, it it feels like work to dream. It feels like work to study. It feels like work to chase your dreams. To chase what you want to be. And, and you got to fight that because we all feel like it ain't about some people like Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Mag Michael Jackson. You know, it ain't like these people didn't feel those emotional things. It's just that some of us understand that we all feel the stress of generational war and anxieties in our real lives. But the spirit thing as a black person, as a young black person is you must continue the journey. You mm. must continue the journey. You must, you must follow your journey. Right. You must follow your dreams. You must follow who you are. You must figure out how to take time yourself and how, even if you're going through domestic violence, going all of that, you must find time to talk to yourself, to tell yourself, I love you, to tell yourself you're going to be who you're going to be. You got it. You must find yourself to be with people that's going to remind you you're going to be who you need to be. You must, you must even... And this is, this could be a year, this could be one day, this could be 10 years. Cause you know, I've been in clouds 
for years where I couldn't see my journey. Because the clouds of the war, the clouds of interpersonal violence, the clouds of internalized trauma, it blocks your resurrection process. But what I learned through the process is you must continue your journey. Even with those, you know, when the forest look cloudy or the 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 the, the dirt road is no longer clear, now it's it's woolly with grass and, and it's and it's vines all over the place. If you keep jogging, if you keep moving along, the path comes back. The path mm. comes back. Mm. So that's what it is. That's what it's about. It's about don't give up on black people. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your family. And know that the path you you made already. So it's coming back to you. Mm. Y'all hear it here first. Y'all hear what he said. Love on yourself. And I say it again for everybody who is listening. Love on yourself. And you will get the gifts from your answers if you get to give it answers as the gifts. You hear it here first, y'all. On on the block with Rasta, y'all hear it from Dr. Green. Man, he came here and he came, he didn't play. He dropped all these tools, man. <laughs> so Corey Green, there's one, there's two more questions, but like before you go, what is one book you will recommend to my audience to read if they want to again tap into reading? Yeah, it's so many books, man. But um, I think Asada Shakur. Mm, yes. And I say Asada Shakur because, you know, I always carry Asada Shakur with me every day. And I just, you know, symbolically, but also dead seriously, too. But many Christian people always carry a Bible with them all the time. Right. So I always carry the Asada Shakur book because... You know, I think it represents, like, you know, a testament to Black liberation. Right. And I think Asada, and which she was a part of, you know, the Black Panther Party, the Black right. Liberation Army, mm -hmm. um, and just being a young Black girl from the, from just, you know, just in a Black neighborhood, um, she represents, in a lot of ways, you know, the emblem and, and process of consciousness, mm. of journeying towards black liberation. And um and she's still alive. Um she's still in exile in Cuba. Um she's an elder. Um when we talk about ancestor wisdom is directly connected to like new spirits, new babies mm. and older baby and, and older spirits that's soon to go into the ancestor realm. So she's an elder and she's really close to the ancestor realm. Um and she's exiled, so we need to get her back. We need to take care of her. We need more people to be thinking about and family members, not just young people, but family members to be saying, you know, why are our, you know, soldiers who fought against the war, the right. people who fought for black liberation, armed for black liberation, who took on this big system, why are they locked up for 30, 40, 50 years? And why are we not trying to get our soldiers free? Mm. So I think Asada helps reminding young people that you are a soldier and anytime you are black, brown and, and, and indigenous and your babies are getting killed and you being in slavery and you living in social policies and social structures that deport you, that incarcerate you and et cetera, there's always going to be, a, you know, young people and mothers and, and family that's going to say, we got to win, we got to fight. And we are still in that context. 
Um, so she reminds us that like you ain't you ain't special, you ain't crazy. Like like when you are in this context, that's who you, that's who you got to be. That's who you need to be. Right. And, and she also reminds us that we win. That mm-hmm. we win. Definitely. When we fight, we win. And and that's deep, you know. That's very deep because I read I read Lestage Court book too, and she is the. In my book, she is the not. I will say she is symbolic for black women and strong black women who are radical, but also yet who are the forefront into the fight that we need to fight against the white supremacy. Um, and that book is amazing, y'all. So definitely check it out. It's worth the needs. Um, thank you, Corey. I appreciate you so much for coming on the block with Rasta. I appreciate you dropping all the jewels. Where can my listeners find you? Yeah, check out Hollow website, and that's Hill H E A L with W I T H Hollow H O L L A dot com. You can follow us on Instagram at How Our Lives Link All Together with underscores in between each word. Um, you can find us on Twitter at um, Holla Holla underscore us. And um, you could email us at coach.holla at gmail.com. Um, and on YouTube, you know, if you go on YouTube and you type in Holla TV, shout out to Key Ron and Rasta, you know, Rasta Ron for helping us, you know, um, move that program a little bit further along. We're still developing that program. We got a lot of stuff coming out with that program right. um, this year. Actually, a mm. lot of stuff coming with Holla TV. But Holla TV is our is our um, political education liter- media literacy platform um, to really engage in non-traditional teaching and training and community news reporting. Mm-hmm. And we already got a documentary on 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 our Holla TV, and we got a we got our album, the report back on Holla yep. TV, and we got over like you know a hundred videos. Um, with us performing, us doing circles, us doing keynotes, us in our own internal political education sessions. Um, so if you go to Holla TV, you can scroll through a lot of different types of videos and see more of our work too. Definitely. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah, definitely check that report back. Check the report back, y'all. It's fire. Make sure y'all, y'all heard it, heard. Make sure you follow Holla on Instagram, Facebook. Make sure you email them at coach.holla at gmail.com. And you know where to find, you know your host, I'm Rasta Ron. Thank you for joining us on On the Block with Rasta. If you're on Spotify, make sure you hit me with that follow. Thank you so much. Thank you, Corey Green. Peace and bless. And have a great day. Peace, Definitely. Black Power. Resurrect. Black Power. Power to the people. Free the land.